Good morning, everybody. Good to see you guys. It's good to be here. It's good to be worshiping Jesus together. Good to be reminding ourselves of what he's done. Uh, if you just grab out your, uh, the bulletin on the chair that you uh, may or may not be sitting on top of, uh, there's some great information here, especially if you're just visiting with us, kind of what Jubilee Church is all about, what you can expect this morning. You could just read through that, glance through that. Uh, I would ask, let's all grab out the uh, communication card. It's a little gray card in there. should be a pen on your seat as well. If you just begin to fill this out, put your name on there and uh, whatever information you feel comfortable with. This is just helpful for us to know how you heard about Jubilee and a great way for you to communicate with us uh, as, as I preach, as we go throughout the sermon. So just take a quick minute to fill that out. I'm going to be continuing our sermon series, Above All. Uh, We're going through the book of Colossians. We're we're taking the detailed approach. So we've been, if you've been here before, you may think, man, they're still going through the book of Colossians. We are still going through the book of Colossians. We finally made it to chapter two. Yeah. Uh, So if you have a, actually, if you have a Bible, turn with me to Colossians chapter two. Uh, There should be a black Bible in the seat near you. Uh, If you want to grab one of those, we'll be on page 984. We'll be in Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15, page 984 in the Black Bibles under your chair. The Apostle Paul writes this to the church. In Colossae, he says, And you, who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. God, just pray that you would uh, speak to us this morning through your word. God, I pray that you would open our ears to hear you. Help me, God, to communicate your truth rightly. God, and, uh, and just help us, help us to see you, Jesus, for who you really are. Yeah. Amen. We, uh, like I said, my name's Seth. I'm the location pastor here. And uh, we have, my family have survived our first winter here at the Lake of the Ozarks. I've heard that is, if I can say I survived winter, then it's, then it's legit. Then I can say I'm from Lake of the Ozarks. So I, I think that counts. We, uh, I've started all these cars and traffic has been picking up. And I've, to be honest, I haven't been too pleased with that. Like, what are all these cars going on? I used to be able to get from, from my home to the church building in 10 minutes flat. Now it's taken me 15 minutes and there's all these cars. What's going on? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the lake. Summer is coming. That's, that's what it's all about. But uh, So I'm, I'm griping about it like, uh, like all of us usuals here. But uh, I want to I talk to us about <clears throat> the cross. I want to talk to us about uh, what Jesus has done. And we can, we can read these verses in Colossians. And in, uh, in Paul's talking about the debt that we owe, this great debt that 
this innocent man, Jesus, had to die. And he suffered uh, painfully, brutally for this debt. And uh, I don't know about you guys. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks this. But I've read that and thought, okay, how big of a debt is this? Like how... How serious? It can't, it can't be that bad, is it? And may, maybe, I mean, I know I'm a pastor. Maybe I'm not supposed to ask questions like that, but I'm a new pastor, so I don't really follow the rules anyway, so you'll have to bear with me. But, uh, I mean, what, what kind of, was it really that bad that someone innocent had to suffer and die like that? I mean, yeah, we're not perfect, but uh, come on, it's not, we're not that bad. I mean, we don't, we don't deserve death row. But, uh, I, w- I would like us to think back and to consider our own lives for a minute. Think back. Uh, let's just all, all close our eyes for a second and think back to when you were a kid. When you were, when you were carefree, when you had these big dreams. What was, what was your dream? What did you dream to be when you grew up? I mean, maybe it was, a, maybe it was an astronaut. Maybe it was a firefighter. What were you, we had big dreams when we were kids. We had big expectations of ourselves. You can, uh, you can open your eyes now. I know for me, I dreamed of traveling the world, of, of going to faraway countries and helping people in other lands. And, uh, you know, we, we have these lofty dreams. And, and whatever it is, these dreams, uh, they, they start to become these expectations that we have on ourselves. And then, and then we begin to grow older and we find out that, hey, it's not just us that have dreams for ourselves. There are other people around us that have dreams that they put on us, right? Or expectations that are put on us. Maybe, maybe it was a, a parent or a guardian. Maybe it was a well-meaning relative or just a friend. But as we grow older, we start to feel this, oh, you expect me to, to be like that or to, to do that. Or you expect me to, to live this way. Oh, I didn't meet your expectations this time. Oh, you're not, you're not happy with that. That didn't work out how I thought it would. And uh, if you would grab, your, grab that communication card out again, and on the back, we're going to make this a little bit interactive this morning. Uh, there's a box on the top right in the back. Oh, I'm dropping things all over the place. It says, consider the effects of living under the expectations of blank. Who, who is that for you? I think we all had, there was... There was someone for all of us whose expectations spoke the loudest. And maybe it, was, maybe it was a parent or relative. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was yourself. I think for me, I'm my own worst critic. So my expectations shouted louder than everybody else's expectations. Ah, oh, do better. Try harder. You want to be this person. This is the person you want to be. Who's, whose expectations speak to you the loudest. And, and we, we grow older and we find out, we begin to find out that there's a price to pay for expectations that go unmet. So we, if they're your own expectations, you don't meet your expectations, you feel like, oh, I, you feel that failure inside. You feel like, oh, I wish I could have done better. I really wanted to be this person, but I'm just not. Uh, if you fail someone else's expectations, that's even worse. Oh, you let... You let someone down, especially someone close to you. There's, there's not much that's, that feels much worse than that, letting someone you love down and feeling the disappointment, feeling the failure. And, uh, and maybe they get upset with you. No, you know, you should have been this. You should have done this. We've, we failed 
these expectations. And there's, there's a few things that we can do with, with failed expectations. There's a few ways to deal with them I've found in my life. Uh, you can either uh, double down and work hard and, and try to exceed the expectations the next time. So like if, um, like let's go to math school for a little bit. If expectation is zero, even, starting at zero, and you're, try, you're trying to get to zero and you mess up, so you book a business trip on your first wedding anniversary. It was, it was a friend. It wasn't me. Someone I know. No, I did do that. <clears throat> so you book a business trip on your first wedding anniversary. Negative, right? Drop down. Maybe, maybe like way negative. I don't know if the floor is low enough. Um, so, then, so then you're in debt. You're in debt to the person who you were trying to meet their expectations. So the next time, what, one way to deal with expectations is you have to double down and exceed the expectations next time so you can bump yourself back up to even, right? So in math, if you start at zero, if you get negative two, to get back up to zero, you have to add how many? Two. You have to add two to get back up to zero, right? Are we all awake this morning? You guys doing all right? Okay. So if you go negative two, you have to add two to get back up to zero. So you have to go above the expectations just to, just to get yourself even, right? So that's one way we can deal with failed expectations. Another way is just to lower the expectations, right? I mean, let's be honest. That's the easier way. Uh, and if they're your own expectations, that's definitely the easiest way. You realize, okay, when I was a kid, you know, wanting to be president maybe was not such a realistic goal. Maybe I'll shoot for, like, you know, governor or school board or something a little more realistic. But if the expectations are put on you by someone else, lowering the expectations may not be possible, right? Maybe you could talk to this person. You can talk to your friend or your relative and say, hey, this, you're, just, you're putting these expectations on me. I just feel like I can't measure up. And maybe they'll be understanding and, and say, oh, yeah, I'll... I'll try to be more understanding, or maybe they won't. Maybe they'll say, no, you, you have to be, you need to be on time like this. You need to act a certain way. And then, and then what happens? If they're not going to lower their expectations, then the relationship starts to suffer. The relationship starts to die. You, you end up start being fake with this person. You don't, you're not honest about how things are really going because you don't, you don't want to fail their expectations. You don't want to let them down again. And so things, the relationship just starts to dissolve. It can't, it can't function like that with failed and missed expectations. Something's got to give. Um, did you know that God has expectations on us? From, from the very beginning of Scripture, from the very first chapter in the Bible, Genesis 1, verses 27, we have this up on the screen, uh, says that God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So this, this dream that God has for us, these expectations that God has, God, God made us to display his image, to, to, to display who he is, something about what he's like, to be, to be a representation of God. That's, that's pretty lofty dreams. That's pretty high expectations for us. And uh, in case that, that seems a little bit vague, oh, the image of God, what is, 
What does that mean? You know, what does that all look like? God lined it out for us uh, in Exodus 20, a couple books later. And we have these up on the screen as well. Uh, God wrote these on stone tablets, gave them to Charlton Heston, I mean Moses, and uh, came down the hill and shared these with God's people. These are the expectations that God has. This is what it means to be in God's image. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not worship a carved image. You shall not take the, the name of the Lord God in vain. Honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. The Ten Commandments, these are, these are the expectations. This is what it means to live in the image of God, to display his perfect image. Now, we can, we can see this list of rules, and we can think, okay, let's, let's see how we, how we measure up on these, right? Uh, not worship a carved image. It's been a while since I've seen a golden calf. You know, I, I haven't, I've been over to a lot of people's houses here, and I haven't, I haven't seen any statues that people are bowing down to. I, th- I think we're doing all right on that one. Uh, you shall not murder. Generally, that's, that's a fairly easy one to keep. Um, honor your father and mother. You know, maybe like we can make that one up later. Maybe try to try to balance that one out. Um, you shall not bear, bear false witness. You shall not lie. Okay, where's where's the line on that one? Like a lot of times we don't lie, but exaggeration. Sometimes I exaggerate because I, you know, because I want it to seem like things are going all right. Is, well, maybe, maybe, maybe we can squeak by on these. Maybe if we kind of, kind of weasel our way around. But then, unfortunately for us, Jesus comes in the New Testament, and I, I find it kind of funny. Lots of people just this pop culture view of Jesus. He's just this flowing hair, nice guy, thumbs up and smile for everyone. He's the kind of guy that you would expect him to say, "You know what? You're trying hard. It's okay." Your heart's in the right place. You're, you're doing a good job. That's fine. But no, what, what Jesus actually says in the New Testament, he said to his disciples, hey, remember, remember God's commands? Remember when he said, you shall not murder? Well, I say, if you hate someone in your heart, you're guilty of murder. He said, hey, remember when God said, do not commit adultery? I say that if you look at a woman and lust after her, You've committed adultery. That's, that's not pop culture, hey, just try harder, Jesus. That's like, there's no hope. You guys have no chance, Jesus. That's rough. Okay, maybe we could have like maybe squeaked by on the Ten Commandments, but Jesus just comes along and blows the whole thing out of the water. We have no chance. None of us do. We, and, but to be honest, when you, when you think about it, he's actually, he's right. Because if, if the point is being and displaying the perfect Im- image of God, it's got to be something in our hearts. We've got we've to be honest with ourselves in our hearts. It's no good to just act like we're good people, to put on the front. God sees everything. He knows. He knows what we're like deep down in our hearts. It would be like, say, for instance, I wanted to, to have a portrait painted of myself. Say I started, I start to get older, I start to think about my kids and think about my kids' kids and just my great-grandchildren and wanting to leave a legacy for them and, 
And I start to write a, an autobiography because I want, I want them to know me and to know what I was like and know how I cared about them. And so I think, you know, it'd be really great to have a painting of me so they could see what I was like and see what I look like, see a representation of who I am. And so I hire uh, an artist, and, the, and this person paints a picture of me. And uh, say, say the picture comes out looking something like this. And we've, we've got this on the screen as well. All right, that's creepy. <laughs> kind of weird. My bones are hanging out there. You know, and as, as amazing and, and beautiful and artistic as this is, to fulfill my goal of demonstrating who I am to my children and my children's children, this fails miserably. This would be, for my purposes, this would be worthless. See, and this, this is the problem with sin. This is the problem with us not measuring up to the expectations that God has. It's not just like, oh, God threw down some rules and said, hey, follow some rules, try hard, do better. No, it's that God, from the very beginning, wanted a creation that could display his worth and his love in his kindness, in his beauty. And instead of, instead of generosity, we displayed selfishness. Instead of truth, we display lies with our hearts. Instead of love, we display hate. We, have, we display with our lives a misshapen and distorted view of the creator God Almighty. This is, this is very serious. This is not just messing up on some of the rules. This is defaming the creator of the universe. We are, we are paintings that display an improper view of God. We are, we are worthless for the, for the purpose that God created us for. This is not good. This is not good. And with expectations, like I said earlier, to, to get back to zero, you have to go above the expectation. You have to double it down. Well, if, if God's expectations are here, are the ceiling, there's, there's no possible way to go above. How do, you, how do you go above the Ten Commandments? How do you go above what Jesus said? There's no way for us to, to go above. Once... Once we've failed, that's it. You can't, you can't make it up. You can't exceed God's expectations when they're the highest that they can possibly be. There's, there's, there is, just, the situation is so dire for us. But this is Easter, right? It's got to be, there's got to be something. Ephesians, the Apostle Paul, in the book of Ephesians, he writes the two most exciting, the two happiest words in all of Scripture. He writes, but God. But God. Like a hymn says, had mercy on us. But God came down. He took pity on us in our helpless estate. He saw us 
as being helpless, as not being able to meet his high expectation, having no hope to, to make things up from where we'd fallen. Jesus is God who became man, who became flesh. And, uh, and we see earlier in the book of Colossians, uh, in chapter 1, chapter 1, verses 15, I think we'll have this on the screen. He is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the perfect portrait of God. He's the portrait that we were meant to be. He is the perfect display of God's love, of God's character, of God's heart. He's the perfect display of truth and and generosity and justice all wrapped up into a human being. Fully God and fully man. Jesus Christ. And now we, we come back to Colossians 2.13, where we started from. He paid the debt for us. That's, that's the debt that we were talking about at the beginning. Okay, is it really so serious? Did someone have to die? Yeah, it was that serious. We had defamed and dishonored the God of the universe. We, we didn't deserve to exist. We were not accomplishing what God created for us what the reason he made us, the purpose he created us for to accomplish. Jesus accomplished that. He lived his life perfectly, perfectly followed the will of the Father. <clears throat> he deserved life. We deserved death. We deserved to be done away with, tossed out in the garbage. And in the, the most amazing plot twist in all of history, Jesus looks at us, these, these misshapen images, and he says, I'll take your place. I'll take your place. You deserve to die. You have defamed God. I deserve to live because I displayed God perfectly. I'll take your place. I'll die for you. I will take your punishment. And so Jesus, he willingly accepted the cross. I mean, we read the story when he was on the on the Mount of Olives, and the soldiers come, and, uh, and Jesus, they say, are you, are you Jesus? And he says, I am. And they just fall to the ground. They can't stand before him. Jesus is, it's like he's saying, really? You're going to take me with swords? Come on, I'm God. I'm coming with you. I choose to do this. Jesus chose this. Jesus put himself on the cross for us to forgive us. So what what can we do now? Well, we have there's a couple ways that we can respond in light of this. You can um, you can keep working hard and try to meet those expectations. It'd be it'd be like this. Say I racked up a bunch of credit card debt you know, $500,000 of credit card debt, and we're just just up to our eyeballs in debt, and we're trying to pay it off, trying to pay it off. And, uh, and a, a rich relative of mine sends us a check for $500,000. And I look at that check, and I say, you know, I'm just going to keep doing this on my own. Put the check in a drawer, keep paying the minimum payment, keep paying the minimum payment. That's, that's what it is to keep living for these expectations that are on our lives. 
Jesus, Jesus paid the price. God's expectations have been satisfied and they've been set aside, like it says in Colossians. So God, when he looks at us, if we accept the payment that Jesus made on our behalf, the balance has been cleared. The balance has been wiped away. So God can look at us and see, hey, my child, my son, my daughter, your, your payment is paid. You're even with me. We're good. We can be together now. Our relationship can be restored. It doesn't have to be uh, fake. It doesn't have to disintegrate like with missed expectations. But, but so often we can still feel like, oh, I still feel like I have to measure up somehow. I still feel like I have to be this person to feel good about my life or to feel valued or to feel like I've accomplished something. So we keep working at these expectations. Even though we've got this $500,000 check sitting right there, just ready to be cashed. Or we can, we can accept what Jesus has done. We can accept what he did on the cross. We can, we can pray and say, Jesus, I, what you did is more than enough to cover my debt of not meeting expectations. And you can be free. You can be free from all the expectations. You can be free from the expectations of relatives, of friends. Oh, you didn't do good enough. You're not the person you ought to be. You can be free from the expectations of yourself, the voices in your head that tell you, no, you should be better. You should try harder. You're not good enough. You're not valuable. Jesus says, look, I met the expectations. You have my life. You're free. Your, your debt has been paid. So let's, let's do this. Grab out <clears throat> your communication card again. We're just going to wrap things up with this. And we're going to, uh, we'll sing again, then we'll respond with, um, with our offering. We'll take communion to celebrate. Maybe you're here and this is, <clears throat> this is really, God's really making this alive to you. And you're feeling like, yeah, the band can go ahead and come up and play. Uh, you're feeling like, yeah, I do want to be free of these expectations. Maybe as I've been talking, you've been feeling, you can see that person in your head. You can feel the weight of the expectations weighing down on you. I'm telling you, there's, there's freedom this morning in Jesus, in what he's done. You don't have to labor under those expectations anymore. If that's you, just on the back of the communication card in the upper right, just check the box, prayerfully accept freedom in Jesus. God, God can set you free in an instant this morning because of what Jesus did on the cross, because he rose again to new life. God can bring new life to your heart. Maybe you're here and you've, you've still got a lot of questions and you're still not sure about some stuff. I, I would just say if that's you, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Jubilee is not a place where you have to pretend like you have it all together, where you have to have all the right answers right up front. This is, a, this is a place to ask hard questions. This is a place to be yourself and to, to get to know people. I mean, we're, we're, we're not people who have it all together. We're not perfect. Hang around for a little bit. You'll see. We, we've got issues. <laughs> yeah, people are laughing. They know. <laughs> But we've, but we've been forgiven. We've been paid for. So we're not perfect. 
but we've, we've accepted God's love and his payment on our behalf. So, so if that's you, if you've still got questions, uh, there's a box for you to check. Just come back next week. Keep asking the questions. Hit me up after the meeting. We can get coffee or grab lunch sometime, and we'll, we'll just talk. Keep asking the questions. And, and maybe you're here, and maybe you've, you've been around, and you've accepted what Jesus has done for you, but it's the light bulb starting to go on, and you're feeling like, man, I want, I want in. I want in the game. This, is, this sermon, this word about what Jesus has done, this is why the church exists. It's because, it's because Jesus paid our price and we're here now to tell everybody else, hey, there's no more expectations. You can be completely free. You can be completely reunited with God and loved by God and you don't have to be in debt and you don't have to feel like you can never measure up. That's why we exist as a church. And so maybe, maybe you're just starting to catch on to that, the weight and the beauty of what God's called us to. You can just, in the comment section, just write down, I want in. And we can get together and we can talk and, and just in, encourage each other. Get in the game. Start telling people about what Jesus has done.